Hi, friends. You're tuned in to Legal Means Business, a podcast by Leeway. We are joined by some amazing guests who help us identify how to take your legal function and career to the next level. I'm your host, Steph Smith, and we're talking all things legal ops and legal tech, as well as other critical skills needed to help you thrive in the evolving in-house arena. Don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube or listen on the go through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy the conversation, please do hit subscribe and let us know what you think on social. So key in all of this is finding mentors or people who are aligned um, with you. It is very hard to kind of advance or make progress within a company if you don't have someone kind of not necessarily working on your behalf, but someone who takes your interests to heart and believes in the work that you do, the work product uh, that you're able to produce, whether it's your communication skills, your ability to influence um, decisions. If you don't have these people, find these people. I, uh, you know, that has been critical to every part uh, of my career and continues um, to this day. What does a typical legal career look like? Newsflash, there is no strict career path anymore. There are now so many options for those with a legal background. Traditionally, legal professionals would start their careers in private practice. But now we're seeing more and more in-house lawyers, legal ops consultants, legal recruiters, legal tech founders, legal content creators, and so much more. One person who's a believer in following what feels right is the head of legal for APAC at eBay, Stephen Mann. Stephen has experience working both in private practice and in-house at the likes of Uber and Yahoo, and of course now eBay. Throughout his career, Stephen has been challenged to choose which career path is right for him. And there's a lot that goes into these decisions. In this episode, Stephen shares how he's made decisions throughout his career, as well as how you can carve your own career path in today's market. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. How are you doing? Oh, great. Um, thank you for having me. Oh, no, not at all. I know we, we spoke before and, and you have some super interesting experience and and thoughts on various things. So I'm looking forward to diving into that with you a little bit today. I suppose the conversation today we're going to be talking about, I think will be quite important um, and top of mind for a lot of people, especially either after the pandemic and you know they've kind of been contemplating their careers and the different paths that they could take but especially for lawyers and and in-house lawyers who I suppose tend to have a bit of a after law school it's there's kind of a particular career path I would say maybe that's expected um I don't know if you would agree with that or not yeah I think so certainly at the time that I qualified and uh, started uh, practice there was a fairly, I wouldn't say rigid, but a fairly uh, common path, uh, whether it's staying in private practice, uh, putting in your seven, eight, nine years, making partnership, uh, making equity partner. Uh, of course, uh, there's always the in-house uh, path as well, but that was fairly predictable. I think most people want to get three, four, five, six years in private practice before making a jump um, in-house. 
I think the mm-hmm. options now are just so much more than, you know, 20 or more years ago when I um, started my practice as mm-hmm. well. And I think that is both very exciting, but also uh, could be uh, quite confusing for people on thinking about how they want to chart their uh, career path. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're right. And I guess because there's more options now, I presume there's no one right career path. So I guess it'd be good to good to explore today how you can carve your own career path, I suppose, because I guess you've done quite well um, at that to get to, to where you are today. So when did you realize that you needed maybe more alignment in your career, I suppose? Sure. So my path started out pretty uh, conventionally. I uh, worked uh, in private practice with uh, a law firm, and I was getting into my sixth, seventh, and into my eighth year. And at that time, you're typically thinking about, do I want to make a partnership? Is this something I want to do with my career? Or is there something else? And at that point, partnership wasn't something that drove me um, like a lot of people within my cohort. They were just hell-bent on, I need to make partnership by this time, and I need to make equity partner uh, by that time. I've mm-hmm. never been quite as rigid as that. So at about that time, I uh, my first uh, child was uh, born at uh, seven years within um, the practice, and I was chasing that, uh, I think, mythical work-life balance. Uh, and at that yeah. point, we were fortunate uh enough to have done some work uh, for Yahoo um, at the time. And I got to know some of the people there uh, and a role had opened up. And uh, I was asked by Yahoo's general counsel for Asia at that point uh, if I would be interested. And I thought that this is probably um, the right move uh, for me at this point in my career. I knew some Mm -hmm. of the people within Yahoo. I knew some of the work that they were doing. Of course, I knew um, the company um, as well. So mm-hmm. that was a relatively easy um, decision uh, for me uh, at the time and absolutely mm-hmm. the, the right one as well. Yeah. And what were the kind of key factors or key considerations in that decision? So uh, for me, uh, like for a lot of people in uh, a corporate uh, practice, it was just very, very long hours. So I know a lot of people talk about the push and the pull uh, in a decision. So is it the new opportunity that is pulling you that is stronger than the push? At that point in my career, it was probably equal push and pull. Um, Again, with the newborn um, at home, I was feeling like I'm not going to be able to spend as much time as I would want to uh, with uh, my newly enlarged uh, family uh, at that Mm -hmm. point. And again, because uh, making partnership wasn't a a huge thing uh, for me, moving in-house, working for one company, kind of one client, uh, certainly had its appeal uh, as well. You know, prestige and all of that also play into it. And I think that's why a lot of people want to make a partnership um, by a certain age. And perhaps going in-house might not hold that as well. But uh, again, that wasn't uh, a big driver for me. I was hired in as an individual contributor um, Mm -hmm. just to help out uh, our general counsel, um, uh, Yahoo's general counsel in the region at the time. So it was, you know, a a combination of factors. 
you know, money always plays uh, a role in your considerations, especially if you're starting out a family. But mm -hmm. uh, again, if uh, I could make enough to support uh, my family, then kind of the balance of being able to spend more time with my family was something I was willing to do at that point. I mean, it's often something I guess people shy away with in outward conversations or sharing with the world. But I guess, you know, I think we used the phrase last time of chasing the dollar, I suppose. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. It can yeah. be easy to, to fall into that trap, I suppose, especially when working um, in private practice, I suppose. Mm -hmm. kind of uh, for, for sure, for sure. I mean, there is a, a mindset, and I think it was maybe it's the old investment banker days where I know that I can't last long um, mm -hmm. in this business so i'm going to work as hard as i can for as long as i can how long can i hang on for make as much money as i can uh, and mm -hmm. then i will find something else um, to do and I, I hope that lawyers are a bit more thoughtful uh, about their careers and thinking about uh, long-term uh, contentedness uh, with what they're doing and feeling that they are continuing to grow and not just being guided by by the dollar figures yeah exactly Cool. So, so you made that move, I suppose, and you were obviously thinking about better work-life balance, kind of focusing on one client um, and things like that. Did those priorities stay with you throughout to where you are today, I suppose? Yeah, they, they do continue to stay with me. But uh, the myth is, I, I think it is a myth of work-life balance. Uh, maybe that's not fair. There, there is uh, a better ability to prioritize your work. So when you're in private practice, if you've got four deals that are all in various states, each one demands your full uh, attention, or at least the client believes should demand your full attention. Uh, yeah. Within an in-house yeah. position, you can match your work against what the company's overall priorities are. And if something finally um, gets on the burner on high heat, uh, you can speak to other people within your company. I've found and you can prioritize uh, and, you know, since I've been managing teams for, for quite a, a while now, I don't want to recreate the law firm experience um, in-house as well. So I do want mm -hmm. uh, people in my team in the same way that I want to be able to speak to my manager and speak about, you know, workload, bandwidth, and what should I be concentrating my time on? There's only 24 hours um, in a day. So mm -hmm. what should we? focusing um, on. As you progress through your legal career, you'll likely find that certain aspects of a job become more and less appealing. When it comes to making a change in your career, you'll want to think about both the push and the pull factors. Push factors will make you want to leave your current position, whereas pull factors are the things that drive you to want to move into a new position. You will subconsciously have both push and pull factors, so you need to be careful when making a change that you've considered both. As, for example, you wouldn't want to take a new job simply because your current job is terrible, only to find out that you equally hate this new job too. To make a well-informed choice, take a step back and really think about both your push and your pull factors. Why do you want to leave your current role? And what is it about the new role that excites you? If the latter outweighs the former, then it's likely to be a good decision. And what was your, your time at Yahoo like? And, and when did you know was the, the right time to leave? Yeah, Yahoo was a great uh, experience. I met so many good people, many of which uh, 
with whom I am still in contact with. And I spent eight years at Yahoo. And by the time I left, I was head of legal uh, for the APAC uh, region. And, you know, as I think back, I think uh, very fondly about uh, my time um, at Yahoo. And, you know, when I was getting to, again, my I seem to have an eight-year um, period <laughs> where I, I think that uh, maybe a change is in order. You know, at that point, I had been uh, head of legal for um, the Asia, Asia-Pac footprint uh, for, I think, three years at that point. So from a climbing within our corporate structure um, standpoint, I was, unless I was willing to make a move um, to another country or perhaps back to HQ, that was the position that I would be in as long as I was mm-hmm. with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was okay. Um, you know, I, I had no uh, problems with, with that. But we had a lot of management changes during the latter years while uh, I was there. Some of them, you know, might not have been what I would have chosen for the company. I think for a lot of multinationals, um, when you're out in one of the foreign offices, one of the international offices, you never feel like you get the attention that that you um, deserve or should mm. uh, have. And I admit there's probably some of that um, as well. Uh, part of it was I don't know that I was learning uh, as much as I might in another um, setting um, as mm-hmm. well. And at that point, an opportunity um, came up with Uber. Uh, an ex-Yahoo lawyer was one of the first lawyers uh, over at Uber, and they um, started looking for their first lawyer in Asia. And so Uber, I hadn't even heard of the company when um, that person uh, reached out to me. So I did a lot of research. I've always been very conservative uh, with my career uh, and, you know, slow and steady. It's uh, it's a marathon, not a, a sprint. And Uber was a startup uh, and certainly mm-hmm. the very early stages of a startup in Asia with many uh, com- uh, cities not having even launched uh, yet when I was considering um, the role. But I had put in, you know, enough time both in private practice uh, and at Yahoo I thought, I've been slow and steady. Uh, I put in my hours. And someone I spoke with, I forget who it was, said, you have earned yourself the opportunity to take a chance on this. Because what's the worst that could happen? You spend a year, a couple of years there. If the company, uh, the venture as a whole doesn't work out or it's not right for you, you haven't lost anything. All you would have gained, what you would have gained is experience. And mm-hmm. have met a new circle of people uh, and kind of cast your uh, network um, out even wider. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, I, I did take up the role um, uh, with with Uber as their first lawyer uh, in Asia. Yeah, amazing. And before we dive a little more into that, um, so you have, as you said, you did have quite a, quite a long uh, eight years or so with Yahoo. And during that time you progressed and became head of legal um, for APAC. How did you kind of carve your career path within Yahoo, within one company? And and what was that like? Sure. Um, I've been super fortunate uh, in my career. And I acknowledge that, um, you know, every day as I think back on on what I've done and, and what I want to do within my career. So 
key in all of this is finding mentors or people who are aligned um, with you. It is very hard to kind of advance or make progress within a company if you don't have someone kind of not necessarily working on your behalf, but someone who takes your interests to heart and believes in the work that you do, the work product uh, that you're able to produce, whether it's your communication skills, your ability to influence um, decisions. If you don't have these people, find these people. I, uh, you know, that has been critical to every part uh, of my career and continues um, to this day as well. And in turn, I try and be that person for people who are looking for coaching, mentorship, or guidance. I know Pierre has uh, been on this uh, podcast as well, and yeah. he's also, uh, I'm singing, you know, pages right out of his book as well on mentorship and, and yeah, guidance and coaching and, and, and all of these kind of softer skills. So I would say, you know, the work is the work. If you have the ability to do it, then, um, kind of put that to the side as you look for people who can help you guide your career and not in an annoying kind of way. I guess there, there are a bunch of ways that you could do it. And it's not speaking to anyone who's at VP level or senior director level and above and trying to get as much face time as possible. The face time and the dialogue will be a byproduct of the actual relationship that you have. It shouldn't come the other way around. I think it, mm -hmm. it may take a little bit of overcoming your, whether you're, um, you know, a little bit fearful of, of approaching senior people and maybe a little bit intimidated. So it may take uh, some guts uh, at the beginning to open the conversation. But I think they need to be well thought out and kind of rehearsed and know what you want to say and what you want to get out of the conversation and then see if the relationship builds uh, out of out of that. So that has been critical uh, for me for every part of my career. And uh, probably really started um, at Yahoo uh, as well. And then, as you said, you, you kind of ran your course perhaps at Yahoo and, and took this um, bit of a leap, I suppose, to, to join Uber, um, a startup that was in the early days at that stage. Um, yes. Could you, could you, uh, you know, in a kind of what's the worst that could happen type attitude sure. perhaps? So uh, I felt like, the, <laughs> yeah, I felt like the worst had happened for the first probably six months. It was uh, an extremely challenging uh, environment. And I honestly didn't know I would, what I was signing up for, I think, mm. uh, because we had so many regulatory issues, uh, criminal issues, assaults, uh, sexual assaults, you know, things happening all over on the platform uh, with allegations against drivers, drivers being upset with us, taxi associations attacking drivers or storming our offices. Uh, and these became just a very regular occurrence. So I, I, I Storming will admit the offices? That, yeah, um, wow. certainly in uh, India, in China, Hong Kong, we've had um, issues uh, as Goodness. well. So there were issues of personal safety uh, as mm. well um, through Uber, um, the Uber days, um, the restraining wow. orders and um, staff being arrested. And so I needed to learn very quickly about an area of law that I had no familiarity um, mm -hmm. with. And I think in the first six months that I was with Uber, uh, almost every day I woke up and thought, I want my old job back. I <laughs> wish that I hadn't made this choice because it was, 
I felt um, that bad. And had I known mm-hmm. what I was getting into, I probably wouldn't have signed up. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, I would say I'm glad I didn't know what I was signing up for because it has had turned out to be one of the best professional experiences in my life as well. I, uh, again, forged great relationships with people within my um, legal team. I uh, built a team of just myself to 31 lawyers within 15 months uh, or so. Uh, I remember uh, interviewing every single person um, who uh, joined the team as well. So I was very, very close um, to all of them. But um, I just want to go back one, um, just a half a Mm -hmm. thought back on uh, finding a good mentor because Mm -hmm. I joined Uber, I think it was August, September, maybe October. uh, And by Christmas, I wanted to, I spoke with uh, our general counsel, Ron Bell, back at Yahoo, who was still there uh, because I wanted just to bounce things off him and just have kind of a sanity check. And secretly, I was hoping that he would give me my old job back, uh, honestly, if I'm being truthful. (laughs) And he offered um, some great advice that, Stephen, they hired you for a reason. You need to believe in those reasons. You need to give it 12 months. You need to give it a year. If you don't, if you leave at this point, you're not even giving yourself the chance to to not prove yourself, but to demonstrate that you're able to handle um, this situation. And we spoke, it was Christmas Day, because I know that I was working that day. Uh, Ron was also very, very busy. He was also working um, that day. So neither of us were able to enjoy time uh, with our family um, yet uh, over Mm -hmm. the holidays. But he offered some great advice. And he told me to stick with it and that I wouldn't be doing myself justice uh, if, Mm -hmm. if I were to throw in the towel. So I did stick with it. And, um, you know, Ron is is a great friend and a mentor, Um, you know, one of those people who has helped guide me um, through my career. So, you know, with that, I stuck, uh, stuck it out, uh, managed to hire a team and manage them. And it got to be uh, more corporate, I think, by the time that I left. And I spent Mm -hmm. uh, just over two years with Uber. At that point in my career, there were some personal safety issues that if I didn't have a family at that point, I would probably be game for the fight and uh, hunker down. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, certain uh, personal issues uh, caused me to think, you know, maybe this isn't right for me at this stage of my um, career. And Mm -hmm. again, I I was very fortunate to have someone from eBay, uh, internal recruiting, I guess, who was combing through LinkedIn. Uh, reach out to me and, uh, to see if I uh, were interested in a position with eBay. Yeah, oh, well, it sounds like quite a, a dramatic journey, I suppose. But as you say, one where you did learn a lot from a from a professional perspective as well. So my Absolutely, goodness. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and you ended up there. You, en- you ended up staying with Uber for around two years or so. You said yeah, so just you over two years. Yeah. You managed to to stick it out much longer than you first expected. Absolutely, yes. Uh, there, There is a thought, uh, and my experience uh, is not unique within Uber because a lot of people find it a very hard grind, but everyone's told me internally, six months is when you kind of have a mind shift, and maybe it's because you've gotten used to the pressures and you've grown your network internally. I think part of it is... 
um, the equity that is offered, you're closer to your first vesting of stock uh, <laughs> as well. So you're, you'd think, you know, if you leave within the first six months, you think, oh, I'm not, you know, I didn't really get into it. I'm just going to call it a complete write-off. But when you get closer to um, a potential reward, um, then you feel like sticking, um, sticking it out. That wasn't really the factor for me. I think it was bringing on a couple of lawyers on the team and, you know, uh, sharing the experience, uh, uh, experiences and the work that we needed to do. Change is never comfortable. Lawyers in particular are prone to liking certainty and having clarity over the future. This can make it difficult to have confidence in your decisions when it comes to career moves. But those who have walked the walk will tell you that often growth happens outside of your comfort zone. While this advice isn't for everyone, and of course you should get out of there if there are some fundamental issues in your new role or company. Here are some tips that I hope will offer some comfort when it comes to starting a new position. One, give it time. Anything new takes time getting used to. So allow yourself time to learn and adapt. Two, have a positive mindset. At first, many people find themselves regretting a career move. But this emotion itself can prevent you from experiencing the good aspects of your new move. So try to stay positive and find opportunities in any challenges. Three, go easy on yourself. Of course you're not going to know everything and understand the lay of the land from day one. You'll probably feel a bit out of your depth and that's normal. So try to accept these feelings and be kind to yourself. And then as you say, you... you had an opportunity with eBay almost land on your plate uh, through LinkedIn. What was the kind of decision making process to taking that job? Was it an was it an easy one considering everything that was going it on? It was uh, again. I've been very fortunate. It was relatively easy at that point. I saw eBay as kind of in between what Uber and Yahoo uh, might be close, maybe not quite as crazy um, as what Uber was uh, during those days. And perhaps uh, a little faster paced and, and more happening, uh, given it's in the e-commerce um, space as well, even though eBay and Yahoo, I think they were both established within a year or two of each other, uh, okay. mid-90s uh, companies. Mm -hmm. uh, so they kind of uh, grew up together in Silicon Valley. So what was really appealing about eBay is that it is the original platform play, uh, and it's the platform mm -hmm. upon which... Uber, uh, Airbnb, uh, and a lot of great companies have been based uh, off of. So I, I thought this is really interesting for me to get to the company that kind of started it all and playing the intermediary, joining buyers with sellers or riders and drivers or property owners and people looking for a place to stay. Um, so that that was uh, very compelling uh, for me. And also, you know, as I grew older and more thoughtful about uh, my career. I wanted to support a company that I believed uh, in and not that I didn't believe um, in the other companies I worked for, but it became more important to me to support a company that was helping out small and uh, medium-sized businesses, maybe mom and pops uh, or entrepreneurs who are looking to supplement uh, their income. And so there was an angle of that uh, with Uber as well, drivers who were doing it part-time to supplement uh, their income. 
Uh, I think eBay uh, also does a great job of providing opportunities and and allowing people to develop a, a business where they might not otherwise have been able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So at, at that point in your career, would you say it was you were looking for something maybe more aligned to your values? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I, I think most people uh, who've been um, in in legal for a while you get um, calls from headhunters every once in a while and they will bring um, uh, potential opportunities to you there are some that i would dismiss um, outright because the company just wasn't a right fit for me you know you don't want to be the you know every i believe that for every company you work for you're an ambassador for that company you are a spokesperson and a representative of that company so if you uh, in your heart and in your head um, aren't aligned with the product or the services that your company offers, you're not being fair to yourself. Uh, you're not being fair to the company because I don't think that you'll get the best out of yourself and you won't be able to give the best um, to, you, to your company um, as well. So that has become uh, quite important um, uh, to me. I think mm-hmm. as I watch my uh, girls grow up and I think about um, the world uh, and how uh, hopefully you know, I and they can leave it in a better place uh, than um, when they stepped into it. And do you think, obviously, you've kind of realized that as you've worked through your career, do you think that's like a a luxury that you can have later on in your career? Or can you think about these things from the outset? Oh, I think you can do it um, right from day one. I know that, you know, as you graduate from law school and you're qualified and there are a lot of shiny new opportunities out there, especially with uh, cryptocurrency and NFTs and this, um, you know, there are so many different fields within the legal profession. Um, Now, I think you can still be principled in how you approach your uh, career and how you want to chart it. You know, I do know people who have worked in big tobacco. Uh, it's not a company, you know, those are not the companies that I would support. But, you know, are those the companies that, that you would want to start going down the path of? Because once you start down a track, it's momentum. Uh, bodies in motion mm-hmm. want to stay in motion. Bodies at rest uh, want to stay at rest. So, even early decisions uh, will have a kind of a flow on effect uh, through the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and what would be your advice on how a lawyer can carve the, the right career path from that for them, I suppose? Yeah. Um, so I've been thinking about this because I thought that this might be how we kind of, um, kind of start to tie up uh, our uh, podcast here. <laughs> I think what what stands out for me, and um, as I uh, have a team of lawyers, and I've uh, worked with senior lawyers and junior lawyers, and looking at my own uh, career, is sometimes having patience. So besides the mentorship and finding key people to help you along, who are willing to help you along, it's having patience. And I think especially in today's world, where there are a lot of startups, there are a lot of ideas, there are a lot of companies, uh, only a few will do very well. Um, you know, most will kind of um, come and go, unfortunately, but that's the way um, it works. So I think, and of course, I'm kind of tempered by my own career, and I've been very fortunate. But, you know, put in the time, do good work. Someone will recognize it. 
an opportunity will come up. Be open to the opportunities, anything that comes your way. But show some patience. Have some patience as well, uh, because you know I've been in the legal uh, profession coming on thirty years um, now, and you know hopefully anyone listening will have a very long and and kind of fruitful career where they're content as well. Uh, so take your time. Don't make your decisions, career decisions, based on emotion. Very rarely gain. By making a snap decision and doing something right away, and whether it's quitting a job and you get to throw the resignation letter down on a, your manager's desk, and maybe you don't <laughs> get along with that person, uh, that may feel good for the moment, but very rarely will be that be the right kind of move for you. Be thoughtful, be patient, be open to opportunities, and then see what comes、um, your way. I know there is a you need to forge your own path and and make your opportunities. I've always been just a little bit more laid back、uh, than that. I haven't been hyper aggressive、mm-hmm. with goals, and I need to do this by that age.、Um, and I think that if you do good work、uh, and you like the people、uh, with whom you work, then then good things will come your way.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's absolutely great advice, and it's really great to hear as well. The other side of the coin, because I think you're right. There's a lot around forge your own path. Be hyper proactive and things like that. So、yes. it's it's great to represent the other side of the coin, which I think is much more common than than society would maybe have us believe. Yeah, it doesn't get the hype. I mean, being patient、exactly. and、uh, but you know, it, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint.、Uh, we all、mm-hmm. uh, want to preserve ourselves, and we don't want、uh, a resume, a CV that is too disjointed, where every eighteen months or so. Uh, by the time you're ten years post qualified, you've got eight or ten positions.、Um, starts to to look fairly messy as well. And maybe I'm old school、uh, in this way, but I, I think it's a valid school. Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. And they do say,、um, as you were saying, you're quite lucky in your career with these opportunities.、Yes. But I guess they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So I guess, like you were saying, do good work. Someone will recognize your work. And then the opportunity lands on your plate. So, yeah,、um, that's right. It's maybe more you've been more proactive than you realized, maybe by doing such great work. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, amazing. Well,、um, I don't know if there's any final points you'd like to add around kind of carving your own career path or anything like that. But I think we've we've covered a lot. And thank you so much for sharing your experiences. No, thank you very much. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. But yeah, great, great to hear、um, your experiences, your journey,、um, and your thoughts on how people can apply that to to their career paths as well. So thank you so much for taking the time to share it. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. <laughs>